So today, obviously, we're looking at um, good in a world, good news in a world of bad is where we're going. So um, I, I want to tell you something. It's almost like a confession. I feel old. I went to the conference, you all prayed for me last week, me, Danny, uh, and Alistair, we went to this conference, and some guy had the cheek, cheek, when he said, uh, was explaining who we are, he had the cheek to stand up and goes, I'm a retired minister, I've been a minister for 35 years. Danny turned to me and went, how long have you been a minister? I went, 38, <laughs> got 14 to go. <laughs> 35. And I thought, you know, we sat at a table. We had these big round tables for lunch. And I sat at this table. And, 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 and across from me was this, uh, this couple uh, who had been with me in, in ministry uh, in Exeter. And one of the guys who sat next to me, he said, oh, how long have you been doing this? And we were speaking about it. I said, and I said, you see that guy over there? And we were sort of looking. We gave him a little wave. But yeah, he started me in, he was with me in ministry. And when I was in Exeter, when, I, when we were working together, there was no mobile phones. There were no computers. There was no tablets or anything to make these sort of fancy things work. There was no projectors. We had OHPs. Remember them? Wow, they were the big things in the day. Uh, and I said, and there was no internet. No internet. And these guys will look at me going, how old are you? <laughs> but it's true. I, I, I come from a long time ago. In our youth group, we didn't have fancy worship like this. We had cringy old songs. Where is John? John, you want to hear one of the best ones we sang? We used to sing a song, okay, and you had, to, you had actions, okay. On the day that you became a Christian, you had to stand and sing this song. And it would go... It was like, it was on a Monday, woo somebody touched me. I was like, we used to sing it. And if you were a Christian on a Monday, you stood up and you'd sing it and everyone in the group would look at you and I'm thinking, no one stood up on Monday, nor Tuesday, nor Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I think there was one for Saturday and the whole room stood up for Sunday. I thought, can we not just do Sunday and get it over with? But no, we had to do the whole week singing, woo, and things like this. But the point is, in that room, as in this room, someone had shared, had told us of what that good news was, and we had responded. Someone had come and said to us that Jesus is the good news the good news in life, and that we needed to respond to him, that he was the only way to find the Father, that he was the one that we needed to follow. And, and one by one, we had heard that and responded to that. This is one of, one of my friends called Adam. He found Jesus when he was in prison and came out and, and, and followed him. I have, I have a, a, another friend. She found Jesus when she went to Holiday Club. She lived two doors away from the church. And she came to Holiday Club and there found Jesus. Not only that, but when she found Jesus, her mum said, So you done what? And she said, I've become a Christian. And mum was like, what is... And so demanded to see the Sunday school teacher to have a talk to them. And on the way back, after she stormed out to speak to Sunday school and came back to the house, her husband said, how'd you go? And she went, 
I've become a Christian. <laughs> now he was upset. And he went off and went, my, my wife and my daughter's become a Christian. And guess what? <laughs> you got it right. The whole family found Christ. I have another friend. When she was little, and maybe some like you, when she was about five, she said she sat on her bed and with her mum, she said, Mama, I, I love God and I want to follow him. And the teacher in Sunday school has been teach, asking me about this. And slowly mum explained what it meant. And there on that bed, they prayed together, and that girl found Jesus. God works in all sorts of ways. But it's almost like today that we've got a little bit, maybe lost a little bit confidence in, in the good news that it changes lives. But it does change life. And I just want to quickly remind you about this good news. And, 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 and maybe, maybe you haven't heard it, but maybe you have. Maybe it's something that's worth sharing. Most people in this world, outside these doors, don't know the good news. And it's up to us to go and to tell them. So the first thing I want to tell you about the good news is this. The first thing, it, it's all about Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no good news. Jesus, Jesus came he, he lived this perfect life. In fact, the, the angel said about Jesus when he was born, said this. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will be a, a, a cause of great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. That's exactly who he is. Jesus came to this world. to, to It was... Him coming as God, he came down from heaven to tell us about God. He came down to heaven to see that God loves us, that God wants to, 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 for us to know him and love him and follow him. He came down. And he came down and he lived a perfect life. And it said that, that he died. And when he died, he died for the things that we do wrong. I once went to a meeting, and the meeting went on a bit, as they do, um, a bit like this morning, so don't think you're going home for the next hour. Take the, um, and it went on and on. But I had parked my car in a car park, and guess what? When I got back to my car, stuck to my window was this yellow thing. I was not happy. Well, happily for me... Someone saw me a bit grumpy about looking at this ticket because I looked at it for a long time before I peeled it off in grumpiness and ripped it open. And overcame to me was the bishop. And I'd been in a meeting in, in, in his, his palace, actually it's called the bishop palace, and he, he took the ticket and he says, Steve, don't worry, I'll pay this for you. And he took my name and my address and my registration number and he paid the bill on my behalf. That's exactly what Jesus did. When Jesus came to this world, all the things that we do wrong, everything that we do wrong, he paid the price for because he loved us that much. It's all about Jesus. That's the good news. Jesus paid the price for the things that we do wrong. 
Not only was it good news that Jesus died, but even better news is that he came back to life again. It says this in the Bible, it says, We tell you good news, what God promised our ancestors he fulfilled for us and their children by raising up Jesus. Jesus did not stay dead. He came back to life again to tell us that, that there is eternity out there, not just, not just for God, but for us to find, to live, and to follow. An eternity. That this is just a small part, but our life will go on. And you know, we have no clue what's beyond this time. We have no clue. I don't know what it's going to be like in heaven, but I, I feel that heaven's going to be even better than Scotland. <laughs> even more pretty. You know, all those people who wind you up on earth, they will be perfect in heaven. They'll be just brilliant. It will be a place where it's full of love. We don't know what it's going to be like. We can only guess. But you know, often I stand around a graveyard with people who've just lost someone they really love. And I, I, we say these words, that Jesus, he is the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in him will not die will not die, but will have everlasting life. He came to show us that, that God loves us, but he also came to overcome death. That's the good news. The other good news is this thing. It's called, a, you know what this is? Plum, I see proper men know this plumb line. Ask someone like me, I'd go, no, it's a spinning top with a bit of string. And it's a plumb line. And you put this up to say, if something is straight, and if it's not straight, you, you can put something straight by using the plumb line. Jesus came to make us right with God. He came to make, to make peace between us and God. It says, and we do it with communion, that he, how right or go, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we, in him, might become the righteousness of God. He took the blame, so in God's eyes, we are perfect. That's why he came. That's the, the good news. But the last thing is, the last thing is, this good news wasn't meant to be locked up and just for ourselves. It's for us to share around the world. When, when our children were born, when our first one was born, Hannah, Rachel had a list of people who I had to phone to say that our daughter had been born. And she gave me that list. She says, go tell them. And with joy, I rang up her parents and said, our child has been born. And they were like, yay, I'm a grandparent. I phoned my mum and dad, and they were like, yay. I phoned Rachel's sister, and she's like, yay. Then I phoned my mate, he went, it's five o'clock in the morning. Why are you phoning me? I said, to share the good news. I phoned another four after that before I got the hint. Um, <laughs> But the point is, we have good news to share, not to keep to ourselves. We need to have confidence in this gospel that Jesus came and that he loved us and he restored us with the Father. And as you say, a world out there doesn't know that. And that's why we need to share the good news. We do have good news, even in a world that's ravaged by war, in a world that's got a pandemic sweeping around it. Even though we hear horror stories day for day and it looks like darkness is everywhere, we have hope and light and a story to tell. Danny's going to come and lead us in prayer. 
And this is interactive, so I'm looking forward to this. I saw Danny practice this morning, and it works. <laughs> so. oh, you want me to unplug? No, I don't need that. Um, so we're going to do this whilst the band play, um, so if they want to come up in a little moment. Um, I thought it would be really good, sometimes we, we do these sessions and we, we think about big things and then we walk out the door. So what we're going to do today is give you an opportunity to sort of cement that thinking. Um, so if it was a plant, to put it in soil. There you go, just a reminder that's on after the service. But um, I'm going to read a Bible verse and then we will have some people that will walk around and give you a pen and a little bit of paper. You might want to um, just do it in your head, it depends what sort of thinker and learner you are. So you don't have to do this, but if you want to be quite symbolic um, with it, the little bit of paper that you will be given will dissolve in water and there will be a glass bowl of water in the middle there. And what, we're, what I want to invite you to do is think about the things that get in the way. Steve's just been talking about how Jesus is the answer, how he is bigger than all the bad things in the world, how he's the one that, that puts our lives straight. But sometimes we find ourselves in situations where there's just a lot of distractions. Maybe you're a bit like me and you've just been endlessly watching the BBC live feed on Ukraine and that's been distracting you. Not that you shouldn't be aware of what's going on in the world, but like, it eats into your prayer time, it eats into your family time, it eats into your study time. Maybe there's other things going on at home or stuff like that. So what I'd invite you to do is think about these things, these distractions, these bad things in the world that stop us celebrating the good that is Jesus. And you might want to just think about it. You might want to write it on a bit of paper and sort of as it dissolves in the water, symbolically sort of hand that over to Jesus and invite him to step into that situation. But let me just read this Bible verse first. It's Romans 8, 38 to 39, and it says this, And I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or above the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord.